Welcome to Yippie Kaye Roundtable. I'm Ralph Quartucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Debbie Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm Brad Barrelli. I'm John Quartucci. I'm Drew Gould. Hey, and we have a new guest here, Chris Coker. Say hello, Chris. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi. Welcome. The short story is Chris is a film geek that I met, uh, and I invited him on the show. You... If you what want to know the long met? story, you, you passed him on the street. If I mean, you what? want to go, if you want the long story, go to Patreon. I'll give you the whole story. <laughs> and I'm going to have Sean write it. So, you know, it's going to be only good. for our premier members. <laughs> our premier members get the get the true story. there. Right. That's right. So as we know, a month. That's last right. week, well, last week, the most uh, unique thing we do is we spin a wheel to pick a theme, which turns out it's not so unique. Other people are doing it on the Web. <laughs> I just found out. And we landed on teen comedy, so that's the one we're going to do for the roundtable. But before that, I think we should uh, do a What'd You Watch? We haven't done that in a couple of weeks, and uh, I think we should uh, launch into that a little bit. So, John, what'd you watch? Um, so I watched uh, a couple of things, but I'll, I'll do the most recent one. I watched the uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music last night. Oh, yeah. nice. Let me just say this. I love the first two movies. Love them. They're goofy. They're funny. Not to be taken seriously. I was really looking forward to this movie. This movie sucked so bad. I disagree. But okay. well, I disagree okay. too. It disagree. sucked. It wasn't funny. The only it thing was, that was funny oh, yeah, was, was death. Death no. was funny. Death was funny in the second one too. The rest Just of the like movie was life. It looked like Keanu Reeves was collecting a paycheck or doing a favor for Alex Winter. Uh, the fact that they didn't actually end up saving the world, their kids did. Well, that's okay. Was yeah. stupid. Spoilers. It was Spoiler. awful. It was awful. Oh. I, it was terrible, terrible. I was very disappointed. Uh, I, I just was bummed out. I really wanted to watch it. Next week, oh. I'll talk about Loki, another disappointment. Oh, boy. Oh, don't, Mr. Don't Happiness. <laughs> All right, Debbie and uh, Sean. Well, we were listening to the new uh, TCM podcast, The Devil's Candy, about the making of um, Bonfire to Vanities. So we decided to watch Bonfire to Vanities. I was hoping this was, I didn't like it back in the day, but I'm thinking, well, maybe after all this time, it would be better. But it didn't. <laughs> it was, in fact, I think I disliked it more now than ever. You How say? was the podcast? The podcast pretty good. There are only like three episodes in right now. Mm. But it's it's very knowledgeable. It's really inside filmmaking. So it's really good. Tom Hanks should not have been in that role. Should yeah, he was miscast. Up. Yeah. If yeah. it would have been Michael Douglas, I think the film would have been good. <laughs> and if you had oh, Jack Peters in the Bruce Willis role. I mean, this was the wait, wait who'd you say, Drew? Brock, Brock, uh, Peters? Brock, Brock Peters <laughs> would I have had the authority. Right. I've never seen that film, so I, I can't even comment. It's a bad oh, movie. Well, it's, I read the book, but I haven't movie. seen the movie. Yeah, and bad. De Palma was the wrong director for yeah. it. And he was trying to be funny at times, but the whole point of that movie mm. is play it dead serious and let the humor come out right. that way. So, I mean, it was wrong-headed <clears throat> all the way through. Huh. Like when something's a comedy... You you can't make like a comic shouldn't be pe- playing in a comedy. You know, you should just act. You know. Yeah. Well, well I mean, particularly in this act like a comedian. Okay. Okay, Debbie. I'll let everybody know that. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about that earlier before we started recording, which is 
like Die Hard's funny, but it's not a comedy. And some of these teen comedies that we're going to talk about could be considered dramas too. That's why I kept changing my choice. Right. They just use humor. They use humor to, you know, know, make the film. All right. Chris, you're up. Here you go. Um, Yeah. I'd say this week kind of, uh, I saw a couple of things too, but I'm going to go with um, Jim Jarmusch's vampire uh, movie called uh, Only Only Lovers Left Alive. Oh, I've seen Classic. Yeah. It was real. I had never seen it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a fan of Jarmusch, but not a huge fan. Uh, Ghost Dog is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yes, it is. <laughs> How about, but this movie was fantastic. It it kind of took like a realistic view or, or a modern realistic view of vampires, but yet, which sounds like, you know, old hat. It feels like it's been done a half dozen times easy, but you put the, the right actors, the right script, the right director. And in the end, it all just kind of comes back around and you're like, wow. And that yeah, final- and who, who are the leads? It was Tilda Swinton and who was the, the guy? It was a Tilda, right? It's yeah, it's Tilda Swinton and, and Loki. Uh, right. Tom, Hidd- oh, oh, Tom Hiddleston. 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 Mm-hmm. Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Chris, you're frozen, but you can keep talking. Yeah, okay. well, I tell you, after hearing how good that vampire film is, I hope he makes a zombie movie. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Didn't he do that? Yes. It yeah. Was, yeah. That's the joke. That's Thanks for making us explain <laughs> jokes. That makes jokes funnier. <laughs> <Ralph. laughs> um, well, I th- I thought like half the people look like oh I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, that, that was good, though. That was a good one. That that film was fantastic. All right, Wojo and Brad, Brojo. Um, I, well, he can talk about what we both watched. I, um, we were on only staycation one. last you week. To, you have to pick one. Yeah, one. We only get one. Oh, shit. What about two ones, then? Take your time to pick okay. the right one. There's no hurry. Hey, it's Drew fine. gets two. So we watched Quiet Place, too. And yes. it was pretty good. Um, but I will talk about what I binge watched last week because we were on staycation and Brad and two other people were putting down a new floor on our first floor. So I had to stay in the bedroom and keep the dogs from having apoplexy. So I watched all, all the way up to this Thursday is the next episode of the two seasons of why women kill by Mark Cherry. And it is, I, I like the first season, but the second season is is so Mark Cherry. I mean, it, 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 the transitions, the, the, the acting, the, the, um, uh, costumes, the music. I mean, it's like Desperate Housewives set in 1949. It's a, so it's a drama. It's not a, it's not a doc. It's a, it's a drama. It's a TV show. Um, it's fiction. kind of a dramedy. It's yeah. It's fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Uh, it's sorry. fiction. I couldn't speak. Yeah. That and it's, enough. yeah. It's, um, it's it's more, you know. A friend asked me, um, "Is it is it scary?" I said, "No, it's not scary. It's it's more like tongue in cheek. It's just, it's. I mean, they killed all kinds of people in Desperate Housewives, but it still was more funny and goofy than, you know, Gruesome. it wasn't scary. But it was the second season is just phenomenal. And I got so mad when I got to the end, and then there are a couple more episodes that I have to actually wait a week to watch. Mm. So, um, but that's the way it goes. Well, and we watched cool. Quiet Place too. Did I mention that, Brad? Yes, you did. Yes. And thumb up or thumb down on that one? I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Okay. It was good. I don't as much as the first. I'm at Yippie Kaye or Yippie Kaye Nay. I'm sorry. I, the branding is, is By the way, Yippie-ki-yay. yeah. All right, Drew. Well, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> so I've watched 472 things. <laughs> I wish I was that efficient. That's only 300. 
and I'm only going to talk about two. Uh, one is A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, Paramount Plus uh, turns out to have a lot of good stuff. They have The Good Fight. They have um, they have uh, Evil. All those are all from the same producers, and those are both excellent shows. They also have a bunch of really expensive, crappy Star Trek shows, so you can skip that. <laughs> I mean, they are bad. And uh, Quiet Place Part 2, the original one, I love that movie. It was just a great thriller. It was really well done. I, I loved it. This is, in some ways, the same, the same movie, the same beats, that sort of thing. <laughs> and that didn't bother me because um, it worked again. It didn't try to do more. It's not like the, the monsters that hunt you by sound suddenly can fly or have psychic powers or, or whatever. <laughs> like it's, it's the same threat. And I enjoyed it. If you like the first one and, the, and, the, and you got into the tension of it, then you'll like the second one. But it's, it's hard. The opening scene of the movie uh, is so crazy and so intense. It's a little hard to top that for the rest of the movie. But I dug yeah. it. And it's weird because the first movie cost maybe $20 million and this one cost $61 million. So wow. I guess Seriously? the people making it just got more money. Yeah. But um, it's good. Yeah, Killian, Killian, I... Murphy, Killian Murphy is just really good in, in everything. But and he's, what he's did really they good. spend it on? It's um um basically the same effects basically. I mean, well, you know. Now is this a super price made on the second film? There were more people in there. There was a lot more people in the second film too. Yeah, there were. There true. was even a, a a Scoot McNary who didn't talk but had red uh red burned skin and long hair. And I said, "Is that Scoot McNary?" And I was right. And I felt like I won a prize. Well, nobody <laughs> talks. Nobody talks, right? So don't they save on script writing? That's true. Well, there was actually more. Yeah, there was a lot more dialogue in this okay. one. I try to show it, it didn't work. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know. Uh, now let me ask. Like, so like you did this on Paramount. You did this on Paramount Plus. Yes, it's on yeah. Paramount Plus. It does not cost you anything extra. Okay, that's it what not. It is not like uh, an advanced rental through Amazon or something where you pay twenty bucks, and it's sure not a Disney Plus subscribe and pay another thirty bucks. Yeah, that's I'd like to Black see Black Widow, Widow, but I'm not fucking yeah. doing that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, also um, still in the theaters. It wait it, it another is. four months and it'll be because that's yeah. what happened with quiet place too it was only in theaters yeah that and was then, 45 like, days later yeah, yeah. It dropped, so it dropped widow, 80 percent in the second weekend so it's going to be on for free soon well black widow will be i think october or november they said yeah. it's, it's going to be on disney plus it's just a regular movie if not and sooner hopefully it'll be better than loki um but what i really want to talk about is today what, is mean, what you really second. want to talk about you mentioned like 17 things you watched <laughs> I'm not finished yet, but I will be soon. Today is the is uh, 52nd anniversary of the moon landing. So if you want to watch a better Tom Wolf adaptation than Bonfire of the Vanities, you could treat yourself to the right stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I have mentioned it on the show before. I finished watching all of the Apple TV Plus uh, original series for all mankind. It's an alternate history of the space program, starting with the Russians beat us to the moon. It's fantastic the second season's even better than the first season it got uh no emmy nominations the rumor is apple tv plus didn't send out screeners but they did send out screeners for ted lasso which got a ton of nominations and uh, if that's true that there weren't screeners then somebody at apple tv plus hates their own show but i think you should watch it because it's really really good and the more you know and enjoy the space history and all that stuff the more you'll get out of it but even if you don't it's just really well done television for all mankind okay are you finished? Anyone else want to throw another one up before Ralph goes? <laughs> no, I, I was going to. I'm not going to do mine. I gave Drew the extra time. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh Thanks, my buddy. God. But you go ahead. That's Chris. He's joking, but that's what he does. It is. <laughs> yeah. No, it I'm going to go with uh, an easy one here. I watched uh, Gunpowder Milkshake on uh, Netflix. Oh, oh cool. Uh, okay. It got a scathing review. Mm, okay. It's in the John Wick universe. Okay. It's basically John Wick with chicks. I thought that and, was a Tom and, and Blonde. 
And every dude that's in there is just there to get his bones broken, get stabbed or shot. Right. Oh, awesome. But it's a blast. <laughs> it's, it's fun. But I gotta say, there's some, there's, it, it's, it's, uh, beautifully shot and, and, yeah. um, and the colors, the palette's amazing. It's just, I have to say, the lead, uh, Karen Gillen, Karen I Gillen. guess she's, she's, Gillen, Gillen, I guess she does Marvel. I guess she's one of the, yes. the, the gold lady or so. I don't know who oh, she blue. is. Okay. And she was a companion on Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. She's and, amazing. And in that. I love Lena Headley, Heedy. I love her. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff, not Game of Thrones, but all kinds of other stuff. But the best three are, uh, Carla, Gugino, Angela Bassett, and Michelle Yeoh play these three ladies in in the um in the library, which is the same as John Wick. It's the same universe where everybody knows the criminals are out there, and um, it was it was well done. I have to say though, as I was watching the fight scenes with her, I had this feeling like they shot it in slow slow, and then sped it up to to get. And I read something where the 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 the, the reviews on the movie are yeah, some of the fight scenes seem a little too choreographed and staged. And that's the only thing. But well, it was a novice color- director, too, I read. I think he's done music videos. I'm not quite yeah. sure. But they said the, the palette, scenes, it was palette, had a weird angle. That the you could the see palette was amazing. Missing. And some of the yeah. stuff was inventive, the way they did some of the, uh, yeah. the things. So uh, I think it's set up for a sequel. Definitely set yeah. up for another yeah. one. Um, yeah, it's anyway. free on Netflix, right? Yeah. 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 Take a look. It's it's in the John Wick universe. If or you know watch John Wick. Or watch John Wick. But, you know. Anyway, all right. Well, now the theme, which is teen yeah. comedies, because we're fifty and, years past it. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And uh, I don't. Uh, it's funny the teen comedy thing. Some of these aren't comedies, and well, we'll go around. We'll go around. Uh, let's start with. Uh, I don't know who to start. Let's start with Debbie and, and Sean. You want to go first? Or you want me no, to go, go first. Well, I'm Debbie. I love you. I just wanted to say because I first thought American Graffiti because I think it's. Uh. Template for the um, yeah. comedies, but it's you know with the one thing that has to be done that weekend or that night. But it was too much of a um, drama, and probably my um, my favorite teen quote unquote comedy was you know 1979's Breaking Away. Oh, uh, but, great movie! Oh, but once again, you know, but once again, it's more of a drama though. It's very funny. Yeah, and then I wanted to think well. Maybe, you know, I was thought Porky's, but I thought one of the Quattrucci's were going to bring that. And then I thought uh, John Hughes, but not so rapey. So that brought me to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which um, I think, you know, that's a film that I don't think that I think is aged wonderfully. I think you can watch it. I think it's very funny, very inventive. It stars um, Matthew Broderick as Ferris Bueller, a high school senior who is sort of like the unofficial class leader. Everyone loves him except the authority figures. And his sister. The assistant principal, Mr. Rooney. Her original news. Yeah. And, um, you know, and he he is just like, he gets away with everything. You know, and his sister doesn't care for him much either. Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray, who is dating him. Yeah. And the people who play his parents were also started. That's right movie too yep. so uh, they were also dating him weren't they yeah, yeah. everybody was dating him. it's a really tight yeah movie. so it's um, so it was kind of like Ralph and, and was, drew Je- whoa whoa and jeffrey well, jones is in there too and chris was, now wasn't jeffrey jones dating little yeah, kids jeffrey jones was dating Jeff, jeffrey jones was dating uh uh little kid's younger brother yes. allegedly. Yeah. allegedly 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 yeah, yeah. I just saw him. He was great. And this is he was like wildly chaotic. There's a Hulu movie. You guys check out Hulu 10 earthquake. 
10.0 earthquake and Jeffrey Jones is the star. It's just kills. Okay, go ahead. Well, back also, to Ferris. Jeff, I would say, you know, for a pedophile, Jeffrey Jones was also very good in Amadeus, too. As yeah, well, he's good in this one. He too. was Dead great one. in this movie. He yeah, was he great was great in this movie. Yeah. If, it, if he only had these two movies, he was fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, and Edie McClurg as his secretary. Yeah, with the pencils in the air. He appeared in one of my movies and was very funny in that. Too. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Indeed. So, uh, Debbie, did you, well, let's, do you want to talk Ferris Bueller? What do I you mean, I think well, that's, Sean, I, that's the one I was going to pick. Yeah. That's the one I was going to pick. Cause of all the teen movies of that era, uh, cause I got to tell you, I had a pretty happy childhood and, and high school was pretty happy for me. I had no high school angst and the, oh, the, the, the oh, person so I could wonderful. relate to more than anybody was high Ferris School was Bueller. wonderful. Ferris Bueller is it for me. That was like, that's me right well, there. Wasn't that come out? 80, is it 86? Is that, did it come out in 86? 86, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. Now, they just, I love that they re-upped it for something. They did the same scene at the end where he came, oh, Deadpool did the scene at the end. Yeah, the shower where, where scene. He comes, yeah, the shower yeah. scene at Go the away. end. Go um, away. So, yeah, it's it's well loved. That's Well, a, then they did that, the Super Bowl commercial for the Ferris Bueller yeah, Super Bowl. I thought Bowl that was a sellout because I think they should do a legitimate movie sequel. Ah, uh, you know what? It worked out great for coming to America. So what a good idea. They they talked about it. They were going to make a sequel, but they all felt it, it would take away from the first movie. Well, in, other and, words, they, in other words, they couldn't meet the budget. Their I don't think that was it. I don't think so. Well, they I, could make it with Matthew, Matthew Broderick's kid having his day off because that worked so well for a movie John just recently watched. Uh, what's that one? <laughs> what did I watch? Oh, please. That sucked. Don't even bring it up. Logan. <laughs> oh. This movie. Yeah. No, it's it's oh, wow. a Bill and Ted A bunch of 50-year-olds oh, going, dude, dude. I thought you were going to talk about the Sopranos movie. Yeah, no. the Sopranos. That's what I thought you were going But that's that a feel-good movie. That scene. Of course they're going to be acting like Bill and Ted. I love yeah. the uh, – listen to the, the director. I, I love the story behind the parade in Chicago yeah. with, the, with the Beatles song. Yeah, it, it's just really cool the way they pulled that off and, yeah. and how they pulled it off and the, that he was just literally he was in there dancing with all those people at a and, real parade. Yeah, at a real parade. And, and Paul McCartney wasn't happy about it. Oh, really? I he didn't, didn't like that. the marching band playing with the song. Because he said, if we thought the song needed horns, That's we would right. put them in. Yeah. But it's, it's a great good enough it's, for Beyonce. It's good enough. It's for the a Beatles, great yeah. scene when they show people. <laughs> that Paul McCartney, he's great. a hack. What's he? Hey, he let him use what's the song, he done? So what's that guy done? Anything? Song. I don't even know what he's done. <laughs> but that's a great pick. He's, got, a, he's so good. He's on a Hulu movie. documentary now. Come on, I mean, what would he have done true. without Kanye helping him out? I know. That's true. All right, Debbie. Debbie, what'd you pick? Okay, I picked Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Now this one confused me. Why? Well, because to me this is. Well, fits another category, our time travel category, first of all. Secondly, I would I didn't consider this a teen comedy. I get he's a teenager, right? And it's funny. It and is it's funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, it's all that. I just so I'm interested to hear, you know, why this is a teen comedy to you. Like a, a classic teen comedy. Okay. The funny is when he goes uh back in time, of course, and he meets up with his parents. You know, and and don't we all have uh ideas of doing that fantasies about seeing your mother when she was young and hot or what um, are our no. parents what were our I parents do, like in high school that is not why that's the whole premise of the movie and that's the funny i mean right. that's so that to me is the teen comedy part of it which part 
it's the part the the fact what what was our what were our parents like in high no, school? No, I know. I think that's the, the teen comedy part, and it's all about the high school and the high school. Dance. Yeah, I think it's uproariously funny. I think it's yeah. great. Um, it never I, changes. It always remains the same. Don't you have the fantasy of meeting yourself when yourself is younger to say, "Hey, yes. dude." No, I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess I am. It's like, come on, go this way instead of that way. Yeah. Well, you had such a happy childhood. No, Maybe. I didn't say I, it, but I, I was in the same house. Too. I you literally know. just said that. You literally you just did. said that. You literally said, I had a happy childhood. <laughs> I did. In fact, I had a happy high school experience. I didn't have any of this. I, yeah. I like the ass, breakfast club. Ass, I can't ass. relate to the breakfast I never had a pimple. Okay? I never had a, I no, never, I had nothing ever pimples, bad But happened. I was so, I was such a confident nothing. high school kid that stuff didn't bother me. You don't remember when I threw oh the dart at you? Oh my God. And was you, but you're not the narcissist. I'm not a, a narcissist. Far from it. <laughs> I'm wonderful. Yeah. I, I threw a drumstick at you too. He, right? Yeah. Debbie, it's no, funny. I actually considered this movie and then I, I, I kind of for the same reason Ralph did. I, um, I thought, I don't know if, that really falls. In. I mean, it was like you said, I think it's, it's it comedy. Does. It okay. didn't fall into what I considered a teen that's, comedy. That's my only fantasy adventure. I think it's all but those it, categories. But it was my favorite movie at the time. But yeah, when you look at a list of yeah. best teen comedies, okay. I see this on it. I've never seen Back to the Future on that list. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not, I don't, yeah. I, your, your choice is fine. Well, I that's think great. it can I'm be, just... it can be categorized a lot of different ways. Well, you know I mean, what? I think it's it could number. be teen comedy, but it's fantasy. It's, it's also an incestual, you, you know, it could be that. spank the monkey. Yeah. Chris, Chris, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I'm, I'm going to say it doesn't, it doesn't leap to mind as a teen comedy, but considering that, especially once you go back to 1955, essentially all of the primaries are teens. I think it checks all the boxes. Right. Well, adults right. playing. Chris can yeah. stay. Yeah. Chris can stay. Don't mute him. <laughs> I was born in 1955. Ah, I was so. born in 1955, and I love to have um, a movie <clears throat> to see a movie in when I was a child. You know, when I would have been a child, because my memory of what people wore, what the world looked like, is sometimes you know there, right there in the movie, and I'm I'm back there. I'm back in time, you know. I'm a back. And I'm back. You got to get back in time. Oh, yeah, but you weren't even I, born yet, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, you're born. Not, you're born in '55. But here's yeah. the wonderful thing about uh, time travel, you know, tenant or not. But I love nice. the idea of time travel. I want to someday do that. If if God, in His you know wonderfulness that He is, if we finally get to heaven, I would love. I would love to go back in time and just actually picture the day Einstein, you know, or, or any of the great scientists found a creative thing and get to know them and talk to them, you know, to really you can't talk to them. You'll change all, everything. We won't be here doing this podcast. If you do that, that's the conundrum with the time what? travel. No. Don't do that. No. It's called the butterfly effect. I called God and he can do it. Sorry, Ashton Kutcher. But that's if you believe in them. But, you know, if everything. It's also one of the best time travel movies as far as the logic of time travel. It's one of the best. That's what the Avengers said. Yeah, the Avengers really called it out. It really really ties together the concept of time travel. Yeah. You know. It's really remarkable how well the time travel works in that film as opposed to like Tenant. Well, I was just watching some really crappy, (laughs) I forget what movie. Millennium. And they were referencing, I got to go 88 miles an hour. I got to go back in oh. some movie I was watching where they, you know, this, this movie's right. Re- I, I, uh, paid for my credit 
on the documentary they made about this film. I paid, I paid, I did a Kickstarter program. I have a name on my credit on the doc. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my, that's my claim to fame with this film. Or is that the nerd, uh, the nerd, uh, convention association fee <laughs> <laughs> no, no we pay that all the time well, this film um you know you're right now this you know film you're right starred christopher lloyd and uh, was shot by dean cundy now cundy. i i was editing a commercial i believe that was shot by dean cundy and i wasn't there but he told this great story about christopher lloyd you like to just say dean it's cundy. like christopher lloyd was later in the movie suburban commando yeah and they were getting oh, ready the first day and they're doing getting ready to do a read table read and they're all chatting christopher lloyd's already there and then hulk hogan walked in and this is what dean cundy said he said um he said christopher lloyd looked shocked and turned to the director and said i thought they said paul hogan <laughs> oops <laughs> oops i'm surprised nobody's brought up that it's an old guy hanging out with a young teenage kid and this like weird sexual vibes going on there like, like it happens a lot happens a lot. there has been some <laughs> stuff written about the fact this relationship's a little strange what's going on doc yeah what what John, are you reading where that's well, coming up it's part of movie strange we got it you oh, look at that strange bedfellow he was like a second yeah, father to him you gotta it's read wonderful. some stuff i'm telling you well oh, his oh, father, i think you're reaging he needed yeah. crazy I, I, I didn't write it i'm just saying yeah, all right good good choice that's i know such I, made, a good movie. I didn't make fun of your choice but it was confusing well you kind of did confusing so i'll go back in time and i'll change what i just said with editing i can do that with editing i'll cut myself right out chris you're up okay um guys i went with a little a pretty uh a, a, a not a very well-known film it's from 1987 it's called three o'clock high i'm sure oh casey zamesco <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. casey gamesco love that movie that yeah. guy that yeah is. it's a um by the way who's in back to the future Yes, yes, he is. He's one of the, he's the guy that wears the 3D yeah. glasses in back. Yep. Shades. Yes. And um, so anyway, the, the rough, the, the story is basically a very average, somewhat nerdy dude. He's the manager of the school store. Um, it's, it's one of those movies that essentially takes place in one day, right? Like a lot of teen movies. Exactly. Like a lot of teen films. So it checks that box. And essentially he's a regular guy on the nerdy side. He has an encounter with this new kid who comes to school who has this legendary reputation of being an ultimate badass like never lost a fight buddy Ravel, what a great name right and the kids the main guy's name is jerry mitchell the most bland <laughs> ever thinking, right and what happens is he buddy Ravel is a touch freak he doesn't like to be touched and through a strange situation uh jerry touches him and he's like we're gonna fight at three o'clock in the parking lot. So here's this gigantic dude and this little, in this relatively shrimpy guy. And he's like, I'm in this fight. So he tries everything he can think of to get out of it throughout the day. You go through all the different periods and it's, it's even funny little bits. Like even in English class, there's a, his English teachers talking about like, like how um, Achilles slaughters Hector in Troy, you know, in front, in front of the gates of Troy and how, um, He's in science class and they're watching this thing about like uh, how scorpions are eating little, you know, there's a grasshopper who's just minding his own business and he's terrified. Anyway, what I think is one of the funniest things about this film, one of the best things is that it is, it was shot somewhere in Utah. I think I forget the name of the town, but literally with the exception of the leads and a few other people, they use real high school kids. Like you look at this thing and you go, that is what those kids wore 
to high school in 1987. And some of the kids even get close-ups. Like this one kid's got this big old like busted pimple. And you're just like, he has this haircut that's not quite right. And you're like, yeah, that's a real kid from 87. And it just it just goes further and further. Isn't it based on high noon too? Kind of. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. well they keep referring to the clock. Right. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. The clock, yeah. Just like yeah. in high noon. And it was produced by Steven Spielberg. He took his name off. Of took it his name off. Why did he take his name off it? Do you know? Um, you know, it's funny. There's everything I read about it has never said exactly why. Um, he, I think he thought he was getting a much more lighthearted comedy. Oh, yeah, it was pretty. Had, it was on the darker side. Yeah. The, the director is a guy named Phil Juwanu, who directed another film that I highly recommend called State of Grace. With, I've um, seen, yeah. Sean it's, Penn. A, it's a fictionalization about the destruction of the Westies, the Irish mob in Hell's oh, Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, another movie he did, I can not, not quite as recommend as highly as Heaven's Prisoners with Alec Baldwin. Also not bad. Um, yeah. Anyway, the, but back to this movie. Um, it's just funny and it's just real. It has this realism. And an interesting thing was the, um, he's listed as the lighting consultant, but Barry Sonnenfeld was apparently the cinematographer as well. Oh, wow. So when you compare this film to say something like some of his earlier work, like Raising Arizona, there's a lot of visual similarities, yeah. like hard rack focuses and like yeah. you know, weird using a lot, like a wide lens to get right up in somebody's face. Um, but it's got great thing, camera work in it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And it just comes down to it that um, it's just, it's got a lot of funny little scenes in it. And, um, and like all eighties teen comedies, there's one subplot that of course now, you, you wouldn't see in a modern film where Jerry, in an attempt to get thrown into detention, he just goes up and during a book report, kisses his very young and attractive Miss Farmer, the English teacher. He just, didn't just you know, kiss her, made out with her. He kisses her, but he faints, right? And then so when he wakes up in the, uh, in the nurse's office saying, hey, um, you know, where do I report for detention? Where did Miss Farmer tell me to go? She's like, she said you had the best book report in years. <laughs> so you can call her and discuss it. <laughs> of course, nowadays that's considered completely not good. Might and, be a problem. Um, but anyway, it's it's a really funny, it's a it's a funny little film. It's got a lot of great visual flair. And like I said, for me, um, just the way that you look at some of these kids when they're you know, they're the extras. And literally there's this great scene where um, the, the, the main bad guy, Buddy Ravel, is walking through the thing. And you can see these, you know, teenage girls and you look at their faces as, you know, they part as he walks through this big crowd. And they're just like, you can just see how like, he is so good looking. They're just like knocked out by it. And, um, and then there's like, there's just, so it's really, it's, it's just a fun little movie. Um, if you can catch up with it's it. It's quirky. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Who played never, Buddy Ravel? Oh gosh, what's that's the guy's? I'm, I'm trying to like, think of the actor. I can see his face. Yeah, until like, I heard the title when you guys told when Chris told me, I'd never heard about this film. Oh yeah, I heard of it. Richard Tyson. It, well, it was it Richard. What? Richard Tyson plays Buddy Ravel. Oh, Richard Tyson. Yeah, Philip oh. Baker. Is the it? Richard yeah. Tyson. Yeah, yeah, the the Chicken King. <laughs> Are we all supposed to know Richard? What else has he done? Yeah, he was in uh, uh, something about Mary. He was one, he was the cop that banged Ben Stiller's head on the table. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, no hard feelings. Yeah. Is that a teen comedy? Because uh, they were teenagers when they met something about Mary. <laughs> but the whole yeah, movie is him trying to get yeah. out of the fight. That's what right. the whole movie is I mean, that's about. what it sounds like. And, and then high noon, it happens. 
It's then like you. Do you remember my bodyguard? Remember that? Yeah, one? sure. Mm-hmm. Chris Makepeace. Yeah, you're right. Chris Makepeace. Yeah. yeah, love Chris Makepeace. Yeah. And Al, Al, Adam Baldwin. Adam. Adam. The, yeah, his bodyguard. Yeah, yeah his bo- my bodyguard was called. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else about the film? Um, the only other thing I would say is that uh, let me see. It's it's just it's got a great score by Tangerine Dream. Ah, now you know it's from the 80s. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, it's 80s qualifications are just crystallized now. Wow. And that came out in 87? Is that what you said? 87? 87 is the, the date that, yeah. Mm-hmm. The film came out. It's right. one of those movies that, like, I don't think anybody saw it in the theater. I've never heard of it until this podcast. I will say one thing. This may be shocking to some people. I did not see this film in the theater. I can't believe it. Late 80s. Through the nineties, I saw everything, but I did, I did not see this in the theater. I think so I nobody in this film, nobody in this film, you wrote anything for nobody. <laughs> I look at the cast. I bet I work with somebody. I bet there's somebody in there. I'm sure there is. <laughs> All right, uh, Drew, what do you got? Well, I couldn't remember if we were doing teen comedies or eighties teen comedies. Just teen. so there was no no date on there. So I decided I wasn't going to do movies that I like. I don't like Dazed and Confused, but it's a classic 90s teen comedy. I love Wet Hot American Summer, but that's basically about all these other teen movies. So I narrowed it down to uh, Real Genius with Val Kilmer, which I thought I'm going to have an argument with people. They're 20 years old. They're not teenagers. I I love that movie. Everybody's in their mid-20s. Oh, my God. That that is a great film. It yeah. is a great film. And then uh, I was thinking I would maybe pick um, a, a movie that was more about what being a teenager is about and what a lot of these movies are about, which is trying to get laid. And that's a tradition of movies, you know, like Book Smart, Super Bad, Wet Hot American Summer, all these movies. And the movie I was going to bring is Last American Virgin because it's a good teen comedy with a really dark ending. Yes. But then I realized I wanted to tap into a family tradition we have here, which is all these movies that my wife, Kelly, saw when she was entirely too young and it was totally inappropriate. And one of those movies was 1980s Little Darlings. Oh, with, uh, Tatum, Tatum O'Neill and Christy McNichol. Matt Dillon. And it's a movie and very young shaggy Matt Dillon and uh, Armand Asante. And it's a movie about... Two teen uh, girls that go to summer camp and uh, the whole movie is about these kids may make a bet to see who's going to lose their virginity first. And they both keep trying to have sex. And it's like every movie you've ever seen. that's an 80s teen comedy, except it's girls and it's girls trying to have sex and it's girls pressuring their peers to go ahead and have sex so that they win the bet, that sort of thing. And so that's that's really um that's really unusual. You don't see that very often in the genre to see that sort of thing. And the movie is weirdly mixed between some genuinely funny stuff. Like there's a big food fight scene and then very realistic drama of what actually becoming an adult is like. And, you know, maybe having sex with Matt Dillon isn't as exciting as you thought it was going to be. And maybe if you go around and you and you're Tatum O'Neill and you tell everybody at the camp that you slept with Armand Asante, the adult man counselor, he won't get fired at all. (laughs) Yeah, he he might get in trouble. (laughs) That sort of thing. Um, But I I, like the Last American Virgin. I think it's um, it's surprisingly realistic in the sense that it's an honest look at the way teenagers might actually act uh, in any age, and also it has um, an ending that's more realistic. Um, this movie, uh, you know, it has, it has silly scenes mixed with drama and everything, but 
some of the stuff that's really kind of contrived, like the rivalry between um, the two girls is, is like, oh, this is a silly teen comedy movie. But then, as I said, the way that they behave as they actually become adults, not just from having sex, but from realizing what that actually means to be an adult in this way. Uh, so it ends up being a, a, a pretty good movie, not the funniest teen comedy, but it's in that framework, which I thought was kind of a neat uh, way that it, it played with that format. And, you know, it's got Chrissy McNichol and, and Matt Dillon and other people that went on to do a lot of big things. And certainly a lot of movies you guys have brought have that. I mean, Ferris Bueller alone has people that have gone on to continue to have huge careers in Tiger Blood and all that stuff. So uh, Little Darlings, 1980. Yeah, is this, how old? How old was Kelly Watts on the holidays? Yeah, how old was she when she saw this then? Oh well, I'm her. Her family would either tape stuff off of HBO and send it to her, like Fortress, or they'd go to the <laughs> video God. store and they'd be like, "Let's rent this movie, Little Darlings. That sounds fun." Or let's rent this movie, I Spit on. Wait your a minute, grave. Ralph saw Clued at eight, so I mean that's yeah, no big I Spit deal. on Your Grave, uh, and it's yeah. like you're nine, I mean, you shouldn't be watching this. Stuff. It was the babysitter's fault, but whatever. No, it was her mom. Her mom. No, he's, he's her mom didn't know what she was renting, so they yeah. would watch it together. I remember because uh, Christy McNichol was in Family at the yeah. time, I believe. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yep. And um, and uh, Tatum had just done uh, a few years earlier had done uh, the, the Paper Moon, Bad News Bears, and, Bad News Bears, uh, yeah, Bad News Bears. And she, yeah, and they were, and that was eighty. I would have been. Well, I was in college at that point, so yeah, maybe that's. I could have been a teen comedy. <laughs> I mean, I was I was four years old when this came out, and. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm sure. Christy, Christy McNichol was um, 16 when they made the movie, and Tatum O'Neill was 17 when they made the movie, and wow. Matt Dillon was around that age, too. Armand DeSante is actually an adult, so he's not pa- trying to pass as a teenager. <laughs> but um, a lot of these movies often have people who are trying oh, yeah. to pass as teenagers, oh, yeah. and this yeah. movie doesn't have that problem. Hence, uh, Back to the young. Future, 1955. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, Christopher uh, Lloyd does not look like a teenager. I mean, I don't even know why they thought that would be convincing. So. Yeah, I, I remember that film. Still looked young though. He wasn't as young as he was in Teen Wolf, which would probably would that be a? a yeah, that would be absolutely. That would, that would qualify. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. There's a ton or of Teen them, Wolf can... Two, starring Jason Bateman, That's which right. sucked. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, good, good pick, uh, yeah. Little Darlings. All right, little Darlings. Uh, Whoa, Joe and Brad. Bro, Joe. Oh. I like when they yeah. I like when they look at each other first before. I mean, do you guys plan this ahead of time a little bit? <laughs> no, this is we a don't. bit they do too. This is a That's bit they, they do too. They do a bit too. Yeah. So um I chose my all time favorite teen movie. Porkies. Um, Porkies. No, it's not oh, Porkies. It. Um it's pretty in pink. Oh. Same and as cool. a, lot of, a lot of teen. I, I probably watched that movie a hundred times my senior year of high school. Because oh my mom, we had a VCR and then my mom had a, she won one in a raffle. So a friend hooked him up so we could record everything illegally. I always thought that the FBI was going to be knocking on our door <laughs> um, because I was young and raised Catholic and stupid. Um, well, because new videotapes for like a hundred bucks at that time. I know, time. exactly. Right. So this is the classic, it's more like a rom-com. It's the classic story of poor girl meets rich guy. They go out, they break up, they get back together at the end. However, which you probably all know, and it starred Molly Ringwald as the poor girl, um, John Cryer as her poor best friend who was madly in love with her, and Andrew McCarthy as one of the Richies. Um, Also, it starred, James Spader was in it. 
And we looked him up. He was 25 yeah. when he was yeah. supposed he to be. He played the bad the friend, the bad friend. Yeah, of, uh, the friend, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it also had Harry Dean Stanton. He was it great. had um, uh, um, Annie um, Potts. Annie Potts. It was great. Ian in Michael movie. Hall, was that his name? No, no. Who was the. No. Didn't it have, uh, was that 16? Yeah, 16 Candles. That was 16 that Candles. Was 16. Oh, I'm that's sorry. A different okay. movie. Yeah, right. that's a different yeah. movie. Great movie. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So. Chris, he'll fix that in post. This, this was a John Hughes movie in that he wrote it. He wrote it specifically for Molly Ringwald. And I always found that a bit creepy when I would hear him talk about it. She was my muse and all yeah. this stuff. And I was like, yeah. And she was like 16 or 17. And you were like. 35. So was that top. the first one? Yeah, but he's writing teenage no. films. I mean, yeah. no, it wasn't. He, right? The first one was, Actually, um, that was the third one. Wasn't that it? was the third. The first was 16 Candles. Then it was Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Then it was this one. Um, I mean, if you're writing teenage films, having a teenage muse seems pretty, pretty logical. No? Yeah. So the end of this movie was originally supposed to end with her getting together with Ducky. Yeah. And that's how they filmed it. And then they they screened it and people actually booed at the end because she yeah. didn't get together with Andrew McCarthy. Really? So they, really good they for reshot John it. Ego. What? Must have been really good for John Cryer, the ego. As a, but... Oh, I don't think he cared. Um, <laughs> but actually, what what um, there were a couple interesting things about this. So when they redid the ending. They didn't expect to be reshooting it six months later. And Andrew McCarthy was in New York doing a play where he played a soldier and he had shaved his head. So they got and lost a lot of weight. So in the last scene that they reshot, he pretty much has the worst wig in the history of wigs (laughs) ever, ever used. And they joke about it that, you know, if they thought this movie would be talked about, you know, 20, 30 years later, they um, would have actually gotten him a better wig. The Uh. other thing is Molly Ringwald has said many times that she originally, they were thinking of casting Robert Downey Jr. and the role of Ducky. And she said, Oh, I I was attracted to him and not that John's not attractive, but um, I really, I think it, it would have been great. And I think it would have ended better that way. Well, here's the thing. A year or two later, I think it was the fine next year, she was cast starring in a terrible movie called The Pickup Artist with Robert Downey Jr. And they had about as much chemistry as, you know, as like, I don't um, know, block of wood. Name anybody and- here? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was, and it that was, was just, directed by James Toback, who is like a ugh. huge. If he isn't like Me Too rolled up into one, oh, he's trash. Yeah, yeah, he okay. is. So trash. I'm gonna finish. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's okay. I'm kidding. Um, it was directed. It was um, Howie Deutsch's first. It was his directorial debut, and he went on to do um, different movies as well as a lot of TV shows. He's He's done Young Sheldon. He's done. Um, he actually okay. So, so John Hughes rewrote the ending to appease the audience. However, he then wrote another movie called Some Kind of Wonderful, starring Eric Stoltz and um, Mary, Mary Leah Thompson, Leah Thompson, Mary Stuart, Mary Stuart Masterson, not Mary, Mary Stuart Masterson, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Then, yeah, and in Real that lies. one, the 
the poor kids get together and the Richie right. actually tells them to get together. But um, we watch this again. And it's funny because I, I, I just love this movie so much. And it had one of the best soundtracks at the time. I mean, Psychedelic Furs, New Order, Suzanne Vega. All his um, movies had great soundtracks, though. Yeah. I mean, all yeah. those John Hughes movies had and great And it's funny, though, because we were watching it, and Brad said, wow, this soundtrack really dates this movie. And I was like, no, that's New Order. That's a great song. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't say it was bad music, it, but it, you can, it's undeniably 80s. But there are a lot of really good one-liners that John Hughes came up with. And, well... John Cryer was said to have um, one of the best lines, and it's quoted so often, is, um, so I, I didn't say what the characters' names were. So um, Molly Ringwald plays Andy, John Cryer plays Ducky, and Andrew McCarthy plays Blaine. And when, when Ducky finds out she's going out with Blaine, his, his comment is, Blaine? His name is Blaine? That's a major appliance. That's not a name. And that has been quoted in so many other things. But um, it would, I, I just like it. I wish the movie ended the other way. I really was team ducky, so to speak. However, something I've always said is that if it had ended with her with ducky, I don't think the movie would have become as popular or as spoken about because so many people were ticked off either way. You know, they were ticked off. She didn't get with Ducky. They, the screener people were ticked off when she did get with him. And I really don't think the movie would have um, stayed in pop culture and, and been joked about as much as it has been or been referred to or different things like that if they hadn't specifically changed the ending. So, so what was it about well, this movie? You saw it a hundred times in high school when it came out. What about this movie made you want to keep going to see it? Was it the love story? I mean, I'm curious about that. I had a horrible crush on John Cryer. Oh, <laughs> and you interviewed him, of right? Of course, Later now on. I've interviewed him eight times. So <laughs> oh. I've said to Brad, that kind of passed because, you know, now I know who he is and he's, he's a regular guy. And has, oh, you know, no, he's fantastic. He's Never bell. meet your heroes yeah. or your, your crushes. I get that uh, all the time. He, I mean, People... he's, I think... he's super nice. I yeah. actually but... think, well, the ending, yes, but, 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 she like i i felt like it was the the ending was sad it was touching that he didn't get with her mm -hmm. and i think that gave it some weight where mm -hmm. she's kind of vapid for going with the good looking guy kind of you know she did what you know mm -hmm. um but it gave it weight that this kid got you know but and he he you know he came through it you know i think at the end at the dance or something he gives her some yeah, little look prom. or something yeah uh so he, i thought that gave it some weight he says to her cuz andrew mccarthy comes up and says um you know, I love you always. And, and he walks away and um, Ducky says to her, Andy, he came alone to the prom. So that's what they changed. That was one of the things he had come with someone else originally. Um, and he said, you know, if you're not going to go, you are, you are completely ruining this romantic moment for me. He said, you need, you know, go to him. If you don't go to him, I'm never going to take you to another prom again. And and so she right. runs off, and um, Chrissy Swanson, um, right? You know, makes eyes at him, and he's Bussy. like, "Wah!" And then yeah. and then he actually um, he and Howie Deutsch worked it out so he would break the fourth wall, and and he looks right into the camera and then goes off. Um, the other thing is the big thing is him um, dancing 
to try a little tenderness <laughs> by Otis Redding. Um, That's in the in the record store, right? Yes. Yeah. Classic. Just, I also thought the relationship with her father was interesting too, right? Isn't Harry? Yeah. Who was her dad? Harry, Harry Dean, Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. She had a, you know, that was a well-written relationship with her father, kind of realistic and, you know, yeah. you know, that's what I mean. These and how like, she these... was kind of the adult. Right. Right. And the relationship. And that's why these things, teen apart. comedies are teen dramas, a teen drama. I was just about to say, whenever I think of um, pretty and pink and I haven't seen it this many times, I, thought that for a John Hughes film at the time, it was very, it was more of a drama than a comedy. Probably. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about this movie at some point, And this was my chance. So. Well, no one's, no one's blaming you. We only blame Debbie. No, no. All right. Good. That's good. Brad, what do you got? All right. So I, I was debating on what I should bring. And like I said, I, I considered back to the future at some point, but I, Kind of the, yeah. you know, decided against yeah. that. Yeah. Back to the future. Um, uh, I actually considered Bill and Ted, the original Bill and uh, Ted, which yeah. John would have liked better. That would have um, been. But uh, what I, since I couldn't decide on which one to pick, I just decided I'll pick one that makes fun of all the other ones. Yeah. So I picked not another teen movie. <laughs> starring um, Chris Evans. Starring Chris Evans in his first <laughs> theatrical role. His first, his first major motion. That movie. was his first role? Like major role? First major oh. role, yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's a little over the top and raunchy, but, um, that it, 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 I don't know. It, 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 I just thought it was hilarious and the way it made, it made fun of, of other teen comedies in so many different ways. I mean, it, it made some of the general tropes as you guys like to use that word. Um, I do. It, it made fun of some very specific films that made, you know, it made fun of pretty and pink, pretty and they had, well, like, of the course they had the guy who was ducky. like ducky and it was like, of course he was not subtle at all about how, you know, he was writing poems in class about how I wanted you know, why I love Janie and all this. Stuff. <laughs> right. but, and then um, she wore that pink dress. She made herself. <laughs> oh, Oh, can I say one thing? Cause it's really funny. I'm saying it. Okay. Um, <laughs> There used to be this website called Forward Movie Reviews, and it was um, and somebody did Pretty in Pink, and it said, "Pink, yes, pretty, eh." <laughs> For the dress, and it was really a horrible dress. As much as I liked eighties clothing and stuff like that, it was a horrible dress. So go ahead. But anyway, but um, what year did that movie come out? Uh, Two thousand one. Wow, and as a yeah. spoof film. You know, because there was a lot of those spoof films, oh, scary yeah. movie spoofs, which yeah. are terrible. Most of them are terrible. Yeah, this one wasn't bad. Like, I thought it they, was pretty funny. They Some hit of it the was right. Little, little, well, they, they're all those things are hokey, except for airplane. Yeah. Airplane is, but, the, you know, yeah, but but, but it, you know, it. And at, at times, honestly, uh, looking back, I hadn't seen this in, in a bunch of years. I was a little uncomfortable because a lot of that wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have gone over today with some of the overtly racist stuff they were doing. But it was. But they were making fun of some of these stereotype stereotypical things they did in the movie. Like oh, the, Sam Levine. Sam Levine, who was pretending to be the Asian kid, who and he wasn't Asian, so, but he was using the, the horrible, offensive, you know, Asian accent. accent. Yeah. And they had the token black guy who was joking about being the token black guy and saying the stupid things, you know. And because in fact, there was a scene at the party where there was another black guy. He's like, "Man, what are you doing here? You know, I'm." <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm already the point. He's like, "Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'll head out." You know? Yeah, but um, it, I just, I just found it really, it, it was entertaining. I mean, and 
it, honestly, it really wasn't a great movie, but it just it just made me laugh in so many ways. That's what I was going to ask. Um, so you did laugh. I mean, you did laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rewatching I mean, it. Yeah. You know, they had the one girl on the, who was trying out for the cheerleading team, and she just seemed so sweet and nice. And then all of a sudden, she, you know, has a Tourette's <laughs> outbreak, and that's a it, riot. That's what? Funny. That's, funny. <laughs> um, that's on one of the lists. You know, I, you know, I, when we do these, I go on these lists just to see where our choices end up. And yeah. that one was on one of the lists I saw. One of somebody's top fifteen was not yeah. another teen movie, which was I, number fourteen. Back to the Future. Uh, Back to the Future is never on this list. That's what confused me. I'm sorry. It just isn't. Back to the Future is always on one of the top 80s movies, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So many that people love Or time travel. Right. Yeah. Or time travel. So. But, um, and yeah. it also, the movie um, yours had uh, that um, guest appearance at the end by Molly Ringwald. Oh, yeah. It had, it had um, Molly Ringwald at the end. And, um, but it, well, there it, you it go. Stunt, stunt casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, okay. I mean, they had some very specific, you know, where they, they basically took exact dialogue from Breakfast Club and even got the guy who was the principal and came in. And they, oh, yeah. they did, they did the, horn. the exact same scene. You want the bull, you get um, the horn. I got you for two months. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. But, um, and then, the, you know, the, the slow clap guy and all that kind of stuff. But it, it was it, it was entertaining. It, it, you know, made me laugh. So. Right. And didn't have a funny... Janie's got a gun. There's a gun in the high school. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that was a takeoff stuff. on Ten Things I Hate About You because I right. think yeah. That, um, yeah, with Heath Ledger well, yeah. and right. um, um, Julia Styles. Styles. Yeah, Julia Styles. Styles. So, yeah, yeah. Seeing so Janie's got a gun and everybody, of course, freaked out. They right, and then they ta- you know they tackle her because they yeah. they're, they think she's got a gun. Yeah, funny. <laughs> Good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, all right. So that was my choice. All right, now the big roll, drum roll. John has been holding his choice i don't know come on varsity blues varsity blues well i gotta tell you i struggled with this one because ferris bueller was picked again because when i went to high school i was ferris bueller just so you guys know but then i thought uh, my next choice is going to be real genius weird science super bad which i love but i said john Let's go a completely different. Let's go with the most group. disgusting no. film. So I went with the classic 1965 Beach Blanket Bingo. Yeah. Starring Frankie Avalon. I was not either. It was uh, number four in the uh, AIP uh, series of beach movies. I consider Beach Blanket Bingo the Citizen Kane of. <laughs> The beach movies <laughs> for several reasons. Uh, Frankie and Annette really got into the groove in this one. And what was ironic, it was the last time Frank was in a full movie because the next movie he only made a cameo. But this movie had Frank and Annette. It had Don Rickles, Paul Lynn, one of Buster Keaton's last films. Uh, Marta Kristen played a mermaid. Um, Linda Evans played Sugar Cane, a singer. Um, <laughs> and what I liked about why, why I picked this movie as opposed to a more current one, when I was a kid in the seventies, what I knew about California was Hollywood. Okay. That's really what I knew about California. Watching these movies opened me up to surfing the beach the whole California type of music with, cause they always had great music, Stevie wonder, the Hondells. Um, so it opened up a whole nother world to me and they were, they were family friendly movies. They were goofy. They were silly. 
There was nothing really bad in them. Uh, Harvey Lembeck was in it. He played Eric Von Zipper, uh, yeah. who was, he was in uh, Starlog 17. Um, just a, they, they were just fun, goofy, silly. They had the, you know, when they were surfing, they had the movie screen in the background and no one was getting wet or anything. It's just a time when I think about when I watched those movies as a kid, um, they were just so funny. It's like when, uh, when you're a kid, you watch Jerry, old Jerry Lewis movies. You don't appreciate him as a filmmaker. You just appreciate him as a clown, right? When you're younger. That, that's kind of how I felt about these. When they come on, my wife can't understand why I still watch them because they're so, when, when you watch how they're, because they're, they're done so cheap. Look, the, the whole series was done by American. I can't National believe Pictures. she still doesn't understand why you watch this. Yeah. You're well, wife. no. How long, is, how long have she's, you been She's like, it's not, uh, there's nobody in prison. Why would she watch yeah, it? Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Rose, Rose, they're so okay, cheesy. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. Rose knows you're an old soul. She, yeah, but the these aren't really even yeah, questions. These aren't really um, old soul movies. Look, these were made. This is, this is your view of California. That's what cracks these me. These were made this is for your view of California. the first movie was made, and I think it was uh, I think it was a Beach Party or Muscle Beach Party. I'm not sure of the first one. Uh, it was made for almost next to nothing, just as a throwaway thing, and it did so phenomenally that they kept churning things, these things well, out. And that and Frankie they became a they became a huge. Oh, like, Frankie couple. Avalon was big in in the fifties musical. But as a couple, I mean, yeah, as a oh yeah, and and I also fell in love with Annette Funicello well, in the yeah, early seventies yeah, yeah, from yeah. these movies, even though you never saw her belly button. Yeah. That bummed me hey, out. Hey John, what do you think about Gidget? I like Gidget, but it was different. That's Gidget Sally Field, was, right? No, and the TV show oh, Sally Field. Sandra uh, D. Gidget was, was Sandra D. And uh, Cliff Robinson played the big Kahuna Ugh. in that in in that one. But I just like these movies. They're silly. They're funny. You know, they, uh, William Asher directed this. And it was it was the last one of that formula. They they made a couple other ones. Well, I like know. the scene they did in that thing you do where they play. At yeah, that, exactly. In Hollywood. Which was a complete rip off of these. Right, oh, and it, the, yeah. right. Somebody in the shrimp shack shooters. Yeah, the shrimp shack Captain Geach yeah. in the yeah. shrimp shack. And they shrimp stopped the music. Sto- yeah. No music, but everybody's still doing this. We're stuff. not the wonders. We're Captain Geach and the shrimp shack shooters. <laughs> Captain Geach, that's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I just uh, I don't know what you guys think about those movies when you see them. But I just think they're silly fun. And uh, love them, love them, love them. Yeah, I do. I, I enjoyed them a lot when I was growing up. So they've got a special place in my heart. So that's why I went that route. I can't believe you picked such an old film. Yeah, well, they're part of your. They're part of your perfect childhood. Experience. No, my happy childhood. I never said it was perfect. <laughs> Jesus. He I did have Ralph. As, Ralph as an older brother had a dart, right? And he went like this to me. And he goes, and I wasn't flinching. He goes, how come you're not flinching? I go, because you're not going to throw it at me. Right in my arm. Stop right in my arm. <laughs> I, was like, the hell you doing? I swear to God, he threw it at me. Stick it right out of me. He thought it was the funniest thing. So what a childhood, huh? It was so happy. Perfect, <laughs> Wait, what's what's the big God, deal you have? Just John, what's happy. the big deal? You have another arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sean, what were you going to say? You're going to say something. Uh, I was going to say, um, I, when I saw these kids' films as a kid, when I mean a little kid, you know, like seven or eight, and they're on TV, I did not like them. I didn't. I couldn't watch one of these movies. Gee, I wonder why. Until wait a second, until oh. I recognized them as camp later. Right. You know, oh. I mean, you know. Right, so you watch them ironically. I can enjoy them ironically. <laughs> yeah. They were like silent movies. If you if you if you turn down the volume, other than the music, they were like a silent movie. They were a lot of slapstick. You know, it was now. Now you lived in L.A., right, John? Yeah, you lived in L.A. Chris lived yeah. in L.A. I don't know. Who, yeah. I, I think Drew, you were in L.A. Mm-hmm. I did. Is this I was the in L.A. LA vibe? for about fifteen minutes. Is this the That's L.A. Not- vibe. 
<laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean, I lived uh, in Southern California, so I went to Huntington Beach. So one time I took my video camera and Ralph was doing this TV show or, or some ma- magazine show called Opscan. That was so college, me yeah. and my buddy, this was in 1980. This would have been 84. Oh, I get a yeah, Opscan. Sorry. Yeah, I, I took I, my camera to the beach, me that. and another guy. I'm wearing a jacket and tie and I'm interviewing all the beachgoers about the California lifestyle, and I would have them say surf's up. So everyone was saying surf up, and they would jump in the water from, from based on this movie. So it did definitely have that vibe. But Venice Beach was more like this. I mean, I, I never tell surfed. you what. I couldn't surf. That was Frankie Avalon, right? Yeah. I went on a cruise for Time Life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Frankie yeah. Avalon had to have been 78, 85 years yeah. old. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't know. He was either, he was either in his seventies or he's in his late eighties. Well, he's no 80 idea. right now. Okay. He so it would have been, 80. it would have been late sixties then. Cause it was about eight years ago. <laughs> That's and really he old, had wow. more fans on that boat. Yeah. Just people swooning over him. Uh, Cause he was doing Greece and all this yeah. other stuff that he had done. And it was just amazing. So, and that's from, you know, like you said. It's well, he had and, a big musical career. Then yeah, he had I, a second movie career because of the beach movies. Yeah. Uh, and then Grease brought him back to the forefront. Yeah. So he's had a great career. And Annette Funicello, too. You know, she was a musketeer. She became a pretty big deal. Uh, but I loved her in this. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in your, you know, you're 12 and 13, you look at all these girls in their bikinis. I mean, you know, <laughs> you didn't see that. You didn't see women in no, bikinis. they don't make bikinis like they did in the 60s. No. No, it wasn't like, you know, everything was hanging out either. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a little something to the imagination, but there was enough to go, you noticed. Do you know no, what I mean? I think they, I think they were re- revealing more in the 60s. Uh, I, well, there were, uh, uh, other than the really high-waisted uh, bottom. I tell you what, the Sears catalogs that used to come in the house. <laughs> those, Not to mention the National I don't know. What's that? Are you, Sean, yeah. are you saying that the mailman threw them into your house? What is that yeah. thing you're doing there? I don't know what you're doing there. Uh, now, he's turning the page. Those I came right. Those... question for you, uh, John and Ralph. Sorry. Yeah. A question. Did uh, Ralph get into trouble when he threw that dart dart on your? No, no he never got in trouble. He whipped a drumstick at me. It hit I me got, right. No, I got cheered. Eyes. I actually got cheered. It hit me right here, and yeah. and he and all of a sudden he's looking at me like this, and I'm going, "What the hell's going on?" I grab my head, blood everywhere. I mean, it was dripping all over my face. Uh, he yeah, never got in trouble person. for you doing know, stuff you got like a lot that. Of, you got a lot never. of thin capillaries up there. Yeah. That, that does sound <laughs> idyllic, as childhood's <laughs> That's a beautiful childhood, isn't it? Okay, so so I was a happy child. It wasn't a perfect I life. was not happy because John was, a, was so happy, I guess. He was seen clued at 12, which definitely affected him. He said eight earlier. Now it's Whatever 12, it was, which is it? He was with right, the baby. Enough. Sitter, you know, I was, thinking, I was thinking about my L.A. vibe, which was it's 1998. Let's walk into Westwood Village and rent the postman at Hollywood Video. So I think it was, Kevin was, Costner's the postman. Yeah. And I locked myself out of my apartment. So my was friend the, and I had was, to rappel down the front of the building to the balcony and go in the sliding glass door. Was the ass and then manager I thought there? Somebody can break into the sliding <laughs> glass door. I better lock it. <laughs> I better lock it. Lock you and I locked myself out again. It was SOL. Wow. All right, All right. What'd you uh, pick, Ralph? That's uh, I picked the granddaddy. I almost didn't want to do this because it reminds me. It's like Jaws. It's like everybody's done this one, but I gotta, I gotta shut this Jaws off is a beach second. movie. Oh no! Uh, Are there any teams? Am in I there? back? There I am back. Yeah. Okay. So oh, you, oh you switched. Oh, look Ooh. at him with the t-shirt. Yeah. So, oh, wow. so, 
uh, my pick is Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Fast Great Times movie. at Ridgemont High. Okay. Great movie. And you talk about a comedy drama. We all, I think everybody knows this. 1982, written by Cameron Crowe after doing research by going to a high school. He looked yeah. so young as an adult that he was able to go into high school and just listen to what people were saying. And that's Wait, where the wasn't script. 21 Jump Street? Maybe. Uh, and uh, directed by a woman, Amy Heckerling, who yeah. also directed Wayne's World and yeah. some, other, some other stuff, I think. Um, and we know, we know who stars, right? Sean Penn is Spicoli, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold. My favorite is Robert Romanus, who's Ramon. Okay, yeah. uh, Damone. Yeah. His last name Damone. is Damone. 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 With the, uh, yeah. the piano scarf and Nick the, Cage. the tickets. Well, Nicholas Cage. Nick Coppola. Uh, uh, Eric Stoltz, James yeah. Russo, Anthony Edwards. James Russo. James Russo played the, the, the uh, guy who robs the store at the end. That's oh wow. Yep. Okay. All the dudes that roll out of the van when the van rolls out and the smoke's pouring out. That's uh, yeah, Stoltz. the guy from ER. Anthony Edwards. Anthony yeah. Edwards. Also uh yeah. the ghost the ghost uh the movie you're talking about, Ghost um who stars in Ghost uh the, the Ghost Dog Patrick Swayze? No. Nope. Um Ghost Dog. <laughs> ghost Dog. Who starred in Ghost Dog? The the oh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker played the football player that the car oh, gets right. destroyed. Oh, yeah. the car. Right, right. All right. But again, this is a my comedy. dad's got tools. He can fix it. Right. right. <laughs> Layered with so much drama. I mean, you remember what goes on. And Jennifer oh, Jason yeah. Lee loses her virginity in a dugout. Right. Not a sexy scene at all. And, and, and has to, you know, has to go get an abortion because she gets pregnant from the one time she has sex with Damone. Um, and who doesn't take any responsibility. So you oh, get that later. Right. You got Judge Reinhold, you know, working and, and, and trying to figure out his whole life. And then, of course, we got the famous Phoebe Cates scene where she comes out of the pool in that red bikini. Holy shit. Um, Why are you talking not? about that in front of Sean? This is a family it's show. Just and, 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 and what 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 uh, Judge Reinhold did to her in that scene where she comes in the bathroom and looks in. He's holding a huge giant rubber dildo. And that reaction she has when she opens the door is her actual reaction when he uh, uh, with seeing what he had in his hand. Um, I just find this film to be the granddaddy of teenage. And I know it came out long after American graffiti and all that, but it was just, and, and, and what's his name? I'm sorry. Uh, Ray Walston playing Mr. Oh, Hand. Mr. Hand. Mr. Yeah. Hand. You, yeah. Mr. Hunt. I mean, he was, he was the kind of a thread through this thing and got Spicoli to get on the right track. And I thought that's, it's layered with a lot of angst rat, the kid that's trying to date Jennifer Jason Lee, who ends up, I think dating her at the end. They have that nice scene at the mall at the end. And just the the atmosphere and what Cameron Crowe wrote, which was actual dialogue from hearing these kids talk. The Pat Benatar, remember that? They look over and yeah. there's this whole table of Pat Benatar. Yeah, uh, another great soundtrack too. Great, yeah, soundtrack. great soundtrack. So yeah. I just think this is to me the ultimate teen movie that that crosses between drama and teen and made every one of these people became superstars after this. I mean, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Judge Reinhold, Sean Penn, of course. I don't know if this was his first, but it was very early on in his career, I think. Sean Penn. Yeah. Um, and, and, the guy and then, who it, played Damone went on to be Snake in Facts of Life. I've never seen. I never saw him anywhere else, so I had no idea. I just thought he was. In that, and actually, he's um, one of my best friends from college. He's her cousin. <laughs> oh, really? Wasn't he the bad guy in uh, the Bruce Willis movie, the football movie? No, that's a different actor that played Milo. I thought he, he was like good. No, yeah, it does look like him, though. Yeah, played the assassin in that movie. Yeah, I thought it was the same guy. No, no. not the same guy. That that Last guy Boy passed Scout. away. Yeah, that Last Boy Scout. That guy passed away a few years ago. The guy in the Bruce Willis film. 
So uh, anyway, he passed I away just, on top of the lighting stand. Well, <laughs> Bruce got him. Bruce, and Bruce did the uh, Irish I mean, jig. Was, I saw. So, it. Yeah, Sean, did you see? Did you see this, this one in the movie theater? I saw this in the well, movie. Surprisingly, theater. I saw it in the movie theater. Sean and John, yeah, I did. Too, yeah, I in fact, uh, uh, the scene in the cafeteria where they're talking about oral sex, and she asks how much comes out. Someone in the someone in the audience yells a gallon. <laughs> That's what I remember from the movie theater. <laughs> And it was a packed movie theater. Wow. Yeah. Everybody laughing. Oh, was my God. God. Yes. The yeah. guy, Robert Romanus, he's been in a lot. The okay. guy who played. Um, Damone. Damone. Yeah, Last the, name uh, was Damone. Ticket scalper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. been, he was in Cougar Town. He's been in. Hmm. It's Family funny. Guy. I've never seen him, but I found him. I, I, I like just... Rat in the German restaurant when he forgot his wallet and they kept yeah. eating the. Yeah. <laughs> No, a lot trip. of a lot of nice little and it and it felt like again it felt real and and the actors they yeah picked, that like, did that feel kid real. rat uh yeah. that kid rat you know seemed like he was in high school he didn't seem like an old even jennifer jason lay was very young yeah jennifer jason <laughs> lee <laughs> um anyway i will tell you a little a little side note about uh being from my blockbuster days i was a um i worked at blockbuster during the videotape era and um it was uh that scene that you mentioned with the red bikini and, and, and Phoebe Cates, it was often unwatchable because people had <laughs> rewound it so many times. Literally just magnetic tape and people would rewind it, fast forward to it. And That's funny. That it. It literally it got to the point where you would get to that point in the film and all of a sudden, like, you had to like try to track through it. And it would just be, <laughs> I mean, and she, you know, Amy, Amy Heckerling, 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 got her to do it. I mean, I don't know if she was embarrassed yeah, she by was, doing she, it. Oh, no, she no. was apprehensive to do it. Yeah, I bet. No, she's complained repeatedly over the years that she, she was forced to do that. But I saw Reese heard a recent interview with Heckerling and she goes, you know what? It was in the script. It was right. in the contract we signed her. She signed it. She wanted to do the movie. She wanted to do it. And then that day came and she said, I didn't want to do it. She goes, I have no sympathy for her. You know, she, she brought us to this point. You can't back out at that point. You know what? Even very it, firm it, it's it. an incredibly iconic moment, too. I mean, yeah. that, that's going to, you know what I mean? When people well, think that's about why we're that talking movie. About her now. Yeah. Well, so, and you know, it also humanized. Because the reaction she has after, so right. that's a fantasy. That's the right. fantasy, the slow motion ripping right. the thing off. That's his fantasy. That's what's right. going on. But then she just pops she's, into the high school kid. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's taking the water out of the ears. And, <laughs> yeah. So uh, does anybody again. knock? Right. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just I thought this. I have a question was, for you, Chris. Our mm-hmm. Did you have any famous people coming to your uh, uh, video rental place in L.A.? Uh, no, no. Um, I will say this though. I, I, I started at a blockbuster on, uh, on the Eastern shore at Salisbury. And, um, funny enough, they didn't, Richard Dreyfuss didn't come into our store, but up the road, he was shooting a movie in Easton, Maryland. Yeah. Once around. Um, was it once around for film? Yeah. Silent uh, Fall. Silent Fall. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that was it. And he showed up at their blockbuster in um, and the one in Easton, but, uh, that's, I mean, I, I saw a couple of stars when I was in, uh, LA, but that was about it. 
See, that's the kind of information you get from somebody who's worked at Blockbuster. You don't. <laughs> yeah. And John, when you were working at McDonald's in L.A., did you see a lot of people? Any famous people? The one <laughs> when you were working next to Disneyland? <laughs> John, John, I think your thing's frozen. I think you're frozen. <laughs> a guy I went to acting school with was uh, at the beginning of the Beverly Hillbillers. He was the gangbanger that pulled up with the gun. And then Granny pulls out the rifle. I went to Tony Villaconte was his name. And I, I and as him. I watched the movie, I go, that guy couldn't act his way out of a paper bag, and he's in a movie, and I'm watching him. There you go. How there pathetic go. was that? That's because you, oh, so you had a great childhood and a great <laughs> high school, but That's when you the got problem. into acting, everyone was an SOB. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> suffer <laughs> enough. You didn't suffer enough. That's the I didn't suffer right for the art. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that you. was. I thought that was fascinating. Interesting. That was. That was uh, confusing uh, a little bit. Not yeah, gonna lie. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. Didn't find it confusing at all. A lot of you uh, picked dramas. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was gonna pick gonna, Twilight because I thought that was a hilarious teen comedy. But <laughs> I said no. Some people might. Well, not again, like we that. don't like to do this, but you go down the list of just some other ones that I. I'm gonna just do it. Super bad. Well, yeah. We, one. We've, we've gone. Clueless, Mean Girls, American Pie, Ferris Bueller. Rushmore is that a teen comedy? Yeah, Rushmore. Rushmore. Sure. Jason uh, Schwartzman. Ten things I hate about you. Bill Jason Murray. Confused. You know. What about awesome. like Revenge of the Nerds? That yeah. was a teen comedy. How about teen Grease? Comedy? Even though they were thirsty. Me- How about Grease too? That's Me- a classic. Wayne's Grease is a classic. Meatballs. Meatballs. Oh, Meatballs. Bill That's a good one. Balls. Camp Summer Camp. <laughs> Risky Business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the right moves. Although that got pretty dark too. Well, I mean, what about yeah, uh, all the right moves got kind of Guido the so. crazy uncrazy yeah. summer. Oh, John Cusack. Colin. Yeah, I, was yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. And what about the sure thing? You know. Oh yeah, sure thing was one. Better off well, they dead. They were in college then. I think. Dead, yeah. I think better off dead. All right, we could do this all night long. Yeah, all long. We, yeah, we, we almost made the whole episode without just shouting out the half hour. Well, that happens, Drew. You're gonna have to get over it. I mean, the beach movies there were eleven of them, so I could name each one. The Whip <laughs> Bernie's was not a teen we comedy. Did Bernie's a teen comedy? I, gotta, I think I might go with that one. That's a good no. one. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. We'll do one more theme, themed version. And then maybe another round, about, Robin. Another round, Robin. And then we'll right. figure out what we're going to do maybe down the road a piece. But let's see All what right. we got here. Chris, you're welcome to join us for the next one. I hope you do. I would love to. Thanks, okay. John. All right, uh, let's see. We got to lose, but one of the people has to go. I'll figure that out in a second. We'll spin that. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Of course. Oh, Debbie, you're a week too early. So perfect. Perfect. (laughs) All right. That's a good time travel. It is. I'm choosing mine too. What's yours, Debbie? Peggy Sue. Got married. That's a good one. That could be a teen comedy too. Primer. I think I'll Primer? bring. I think I'll bring Millennium. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Classic. <laughs> oh wait, we already did an episode of that yeah. coming soon on Movie Street. Uh, I can tell you, I'm not gonna. I'm Tenet not gonna bring Tenant. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, All right, no, well, there you go. <laughs> Time travel. Tenant's out. Films. I think there's a few of those we could probably do. Yeah. All right. I hope someone picks Back to the Future. <laughs> or Back to the Future Two. Or three. Oh, or or three. three. Oh my god. Or the god, animated so series. <laughs> All right. Or uh, Greece. Where all these 30-year-old people end up back in high school. Well, Stalker Channing was 45, wasn't she, when she made that? <laughs> there uh, are things I could like 56, do. I think. All right. Well, Chris, welcome to the first. Your yeah, first one. Was 37. Chris, uh, it was such a pleasure to have you here. 
Uh, thank, thanks, thanks for having me. I really had a good Well, time. we didn't have a choice, but it's great that you were here. <laughs> Seriously. So thanks for coming to this. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, now I'm going to spin the wheel week, again. Next I week, the guy that works at Ralph's Dry Cleaners will be joining us. Because, uh, apparently he John, likes you know your finest quality is your subtlety. I'm going to spin yes. one more time to see who drops off this and Chris can join. So, oh, this is okay, okay. So this is a survivor now. Yeah, so get ready. No, I'm kidding. Not going to happen. Well, All right, good. Ralph, we've already gone an hour and a half. So let's we got to Back up. to the Future. So uh, see you guys in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but I would say this, Ralph, before we go, I think it's important, especially as we add people, that you should subscribe, hit the notification <laughs> button, and please, for the love of God, share this because you don't get this kind of stuff anywhere no and i guarantee you chris is guaranteed three or four more viewers for us chris would you do least. me a favor when you see I this don't. up on on youtube like it okay yeah, hit the like because we have a real trouble getting everyone to like our stuff. what you need to do when you're editing magic is put that in the very beginning of the episode where people are still watching we put it up there. I don't know if you watch the show, Brad, but we do put subscription at the front, too. No, no, but you Brad, had... Brad doesn't watch the shows. He doesn't know. Oh, wow. Wow. I lived Boy. it. I don't he have to watch here. it. Why is he going to watch I'm it? Already he here. knows what happens. I know what's going to happen. It's not, not suspense. Like, oh, we have Sean, to watch the you podcast, something to say? Brad. I forgot what I talked about. Really successful channels, and they never say hit the subscribe button. It's always slam it. Oh, that's true. Bash it. Yeah, we want to earn. We want to earn your. We want to earn your subscription. So smash, smash that subscribe button, or well, slam it. When we get slam that successful, it. we'll do that. Okay, I promise. Until then, <laughs> gently ask them to hit the subscribe button. All right, listen. Let's just go ahead and beg. tickle that subscribe. Basically, button. beg, beg right, for subscriptions. Just, just do it this one time, please. Right. That's all. Please, please watch us. All right, guys. All right, watch have us. a safe. Us. Have a safe couple of weeks. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for. Time all right, travel. great show. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, Bye. everyone. Stay safe. Dick. <laughs>